This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Hi listeners, this is Brent Sutton, one of the authors of the Practice of Learning Teams. Uh, welcome today. Today we're going to be exploring the five principles of learning team. And uh, with me today is Glynis McCarthy and Brent Robinson. Hi, it's Brent Robinson from the Practice of Learning Teams. Uh, today we're going to be talking about principle one, understanding the difference between work as imagined and work as done, to give context. And I'm here with my co-authors, Brent Sutton and Glynis McCarthy. So welcome. Hey, guys. Um, I thought this would be a really good topic for us to start off with and just sort of flesh out for the people out there around the way that we see this working and, and the way that it um, is important in our learning team journey. So... I'd like to get your views and input on where you've seen what you've done in understanding the differences and how it does give context. Because one of the things that I've been um, dealing with is, you know, taking into account changing conditions. And when we talk about work as imagined, you know, we've had somebody that's, you know, rightfully or wrongfully um, without, you know, with the best of intentions, said this is the way that the process works. And the people that are actually doing the work, and you know, particularly in a construction um, environment, those conditions change sometimes hourly or daily. And so I'm really interested to hear from uh, Brent and Glynis about you know, what type of things they're seeing and the um, discussions they're having. So Brent... Yeah, so uh, thank you. And this is, hi, this is Brent Sutton. I, I think one of the things is that we, we basically, we, when we talk about work as imagined and work as done, it's as though we're actually wanting to create some sort of divide. But in actual fact, work as imagined is an important part because it's a planning tool. So something we actually have to do. Yeah. I think what's So you're saying that it helps, you know, the compliance isn't, it's part of compliance and we do need to do it, but... It's actually an opportunity as well, right? And planning is natural to us. Yep. So every morning we get up. We wake up out of bed. Some of us fall out of bed. Some of us get out of bed. And some of us have a very unstructured view. Some of us have a very structured view of our day. But regardless of what we are, there is some form of planning that we do. Because as humans, we're looking to plan what the day is going to look like. So I think work to imagine is, is vitally important. I think one of the issues that we face is that we, we believe that when things don't go to plan, that that was because people were unsuccessful. Well, and I think really that divide point. comes about because we believe that success and unsuccessful work are things that lead to failure. Yeah. But all that happens is what we're seeing is we're seeing that variability that exists in everyday work. 
you know, when I come home from night, if I get the moment to reflect, at no point does my actual day that panned out ever resembled how I planned my day. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a really valid point, isn't it? Yeah. I think we all suffer from that. So, you know, when, we, when we're looking at these, and, and, and that really comes back to the changing conditions of your day, isn't it? You know, that you've taken a telephone call or something that is outside of your control has come along and you've had to adapt to it. So, you know, when we're talking about it in, a, in that context, you know, Glynis, are you seeing the same sort of things with the uh, type of projects you're working on at the moment? Um, well, thanks for asking, Brent. Um, I, certainly in a lot of the work that I do, companies ask me to really try and um, clearly describe what does good, competent work practice look like. And part of that is being able to, to create um, really clear uh, work instructions. Um, and so a lot of the time I spend time on site with workers, observing what they're doing and really getting an understanding of, of how they manage dynamic risk. And when I present this information back to companies, often they get a, a kind of a little bit of a shock and they realise that how they imagine work to be done and how work is really being done is actually quite different. Uh, and I think that um, we need to be thinking a lot around how is work done? How do workers actually manage dynamic risk? How do they manage variation? And what's their underpinning knowledge and skills that they need to bring so that they can get that job done safely? Um, and I think a lot of times we get diverted. We think we, we create all sorts of um, uh, structures and, and systems and pieces of paper that talk about things as an aspirational notion rather than actually what is going to support workers to complete safe practice. Yep. We see that in, um, you know, in, in the lean context where we have these documents that we use called standard work. Right. And so people are going to say, well, you know, that's work as imagined. And it is. But typically in lean, in a lean context, what we're doing is using PDCA and the people doing the work to update those documents as they learn something new and find out something that they can do that will make the work better, safer, more efficient. Then that standard work document's a live document. It, they're updating it. It's not up to somebody in an office or in a, another separate location. It's really those people that are going, well, you know, plan, do, check, act. You know, this is what we plan to do. This is what we've been doing. We've checked it. We've actually found an opportunity here to improve the work. And I think that's where, you know, people try and divide the two and really one feeds into the other. And it really is about that continuous improvement journey. And, and things are changing all the time. As I said before, you know, we're talking about construction sites. You know, one day you're there and you're working on your boom lift and there's nobody else around you. The next day, they could be trenching right behind you. So, that you know, you're having to adapt to those changes on those sites. And I, you know, and I think that's what we've got to be able to do is say, well, you know, this is, a doc, this is our safe work practice. Today we're going to change it. And it's okay to change it. In fact, I think it's really good that those teams change that document and it's live and it doesn't sit in an office or it doesn't, you know, sit in somebody's folder, they're updating it and it's handwritten, hey, today we're going to do this, we're going to have a spotter to make sure that the mobile equipment doesn't get anywhere near the trench being dug 20 metres behind it. And, 
that's just, you know, are you guys seeing the same sort of thing with environmental changes? Same task, different location, or those type of things? Look, I think that's that's normal, and I suppose my my closing comments to the uh, to the listeners out there is that we shouldn't see work as a manager and work as done as a gap. We should really treat that the difference between work as imagined and work as done is a valuable source of information. And how work is actually done is an opportunity for us to work and catch that as part of a learning team. We should embrace the fact that there is a difference between those two things. And we should make use of that information to help improve things, not only from an organisational perspective, but also improve it from a worker perspective. We should treat that work as imagined and work as done is a learning opportunity. Fantastic. Well, thanks, team, for coming on board today, and um, we'll catch you on the next principle. Thanks. Thank you, listeners, for being part of this podcast. We'd love to hear your learnings from today or other topics you would like us to support you on. Go to www.podcastlearnings.com. And be part of the community practice of learning teams at www.learningteamscommunity.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.